Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the inspiring journey of Savetri Wilson with her potent memoir, Resilient. This book is not just a testament to Wilson's grit and entrepreneurial spirit, but it also serves as a practical guide for any early stage founder looking to navigate the challenging terrain of building and scaling a business. With personal anecdotes and actionable advice, Wilson takes you from the spark of an idea to the crucial, often daunting task of securing the necessary finances to help your vision take flight. As a trailblazing figure in the world of startups, Savetri Wilson's experience is invaluable. Her accomplishments include launching two companies from the ground up, becoming the first black woman in New Orleans to have raised over $1 million in venture capital and being honored with the prestigious Jefferson Award for Public Service in 2010. Her steps to success and resilience in the face of adversity have not only earned her a Jefferson Award, but also recognition across various news outlets that have featured her contributions to business and technology. This book is essential for aspiring entrepreneurs hungry for real-world knowledge and seasoned innovators seeking insights on transforming ideas into marketable solutions. It's also a crucial read for startup founders who are at the crossroads of needing to raise capital to scale their operations. Join us as we explore the heartening and instructive narrative of Savetri Wilson's Resilient and arm yourself with the knowledge that could help you navigate your entrepreneurial path with confidence and acuity. Resilient. How to overcome anything and build a million-dollar business with or without capital. Introduction. Ready to conquer the business world? Learn to establish a successful venture even on a tight budget. Ever conceived a groundbreaking product idea that you believe would capture the market by storm? Or perhaps you've devised a unique service that tackles a common problem for many. Regardless of the business model you're leaning towards, you're bound to face tough decisions such as seeking investors or building an efficient team. This captivating narrative will shed light on various pathways and alternatives for your business journey, weighing their advantages and disadvantages. By gaining clarity on the optimal blueprint for your organization, you'll be one step closer to actualizing your entrepreneurial ambitions. Throughout this narrative, we'll delve into the critical component that entices investors the hidden formula to entrepreneurial prosperity, and the uncanny similarity between investing and matrimony. Part 1. Constructing a successful business without the help of investors is attainable. As a budding entrepreneur, it's likely that one aspect overwhelmingly occupies your thoughts, finances, questions such as how much capital will be required to transform your ingenious idea into a tangible product or service, or where to source these funds, continually resonate. The hype surrounding startups securing million-dollar investments from angel investors can make fundraising appear like the holy grail. However, that's not necessarily the sole solution. You have an alternate route, bootstrapping. Bootstrapping implies leveraging existing resources, primarily your own knowledge and a minor portion of your own finances to handle initial expenses. This is precisely the strategy author Sivetri Wilson employed to propel her inaugural firm Solid Ground Innovations 
towards a seven-figure turnover. And depending on the kind of business you wish to kickstart, bootstrapping might be your best bet too. The fundamental insight here is, it's viable to successfully develop a company without investors' aid. Entrepreneurs who bootstrap their startup enjoy numerous benefits that their investor-backed counterparts forego. Primarily, they sustain complete control over their enterprise. This implies that they're free to execute decisions without needing to conduct regular meetings with investors or provide progress reports. Moreover, founders who bootstrap hold 100% ownership of their venture, unlike those who need to divide a fraction of their equity with investors. While investors provide a larger capital infusion initially, these funds eventually need to be returned in dividends. In contrast, bootstrapping founders can retain all the generated profits. Naturally, bootstrapping isn't devoid of drawbacks. Limited capital could hamper growth, and you'd be assuming the entire financial risk single-handedly. However, if your enterprise doesn't require substantial funds and can start marketing its product or service rapidly, bootstrapping might be the most suitable path. So, how do you determine the appropriate financing method? Start by pondering over four questions. Can your enterprise be initiated with minimal investment? Is it feasible to begin without needing additional personnel? Is there an evident market demand for your product or service? Are you well-versed in managing finances, sufficiently to curb any tendencies to exceed your budget? If the response to each query is a yes, bootstrapping could be your key to success. Part 2. Establishing a company requires substantial commitment, warranting careful contemplation of the personal stakes prior to commencement. If you've watched The Social Network, the movie inspired by Mark Zuckerberg's journey founding Facebook, you may have noted an essential takeaway. Possessing a brilliant idea is one thing, but having the capacity to materialize it into a profitable product is entirely another. Launching a startup or business is an enormous commitment, explaining why numerous individuals never reach this stage. It's crucial to understand that this new adventure will significantly influence almost every dimension of your life. Additionally, the probability of failure is quite high. Barely one in ten startups evolves into sustainable businesses, and of these, half succumb within five years. Therefore, prior to taking the leap, Deeply introspect whether this path aligns with your personal objectives and preparedness. The fundamental insight here is Initiating a company demands immense dedication, so deliberate on the personal implications before setting forth. Irrespective of your preference to bootstrap or raise funds, there are three essential elements to ponder before investing your time, capital, and energy into your business concept. The inaugural aspect involves the market. To ascertain whether a market exists for your product or service, identify your target customer profile and connect with individuals fitting this description. Engage these prospective clients in discussions about the challenges that your product aims to address. For instance, when Wilson founded her second enterprise, Resilia, her objective was to streamline reporting procedures for non-profit entities. Determine whether your product offers a unique solution. This distinctive aspect will set you apart from your competitors. Next, consider what would be required to introduce your product to the market. Would you be able to manage this task independently, 
or would you need to bring on board specialists such as technical experts, calculate the minimum capital required to create a market-worthy product, including overhead costs like registering your company, evaluate whether you're willing and able to finance these expenses independently, or if you'd have to allocate time to seek alternative funding sources. The final point to bear in mind before establishing your company is time. Time is a priceless asset necessary to shape your business and bring your product to market. So, where will you source this time from? Will your venture initially function as a part-time endeavor while you're still engaged in your present job? Are you willing to dedicate your personal time to the inception and operation of your business? The journey of a founder is arduous and often solitary, so comprehend the sacrifices you'll need to make to ensure your company's prosperity. Part 3. Outsourcing could be beneficial, but the choice of your workforce is critical. During the early stages of solid ground innovations, Wilson managed to operate single-handedly, which greatly facilitated the bootstrapping process. However, her second endeavor, Resilia, presented a contrasting scenario. Her vision was to develop a technological platform catering to charities. Despite being well-versed with her customers' requirements, Wilson lacked technical expertise. This skill gap necessitated the recruitment of a platform development team, the most economical approach being hiring freelancers. Founders often turn to freelancers to evade costs associated with salaried employees. However, freelancers might not exhibit the same level of commitment as in-house employees and will typically work remotely, possibly from another country. So, if you aim to ensure smooth collaboration, choosing the correct personnel is imperative. The core insight here is, outsourcing could be beneficial, but the selection of your workforce is critical. If you're in the early phases of your entrepreneurial journey, you might not have established a dependable network of freelancers. However, this doesn't imply that you're bound to settle for subpar performance. Various strategies can enable you to connect with proficient freelancers capable of delivering satisfactory results. Begin by utilizing a platform that filters and showcases talent, such as TopTal or Andela. With TopTal only approving 3% of applicants into its network, you're guaranteed to encounter only the finest freelancers. While their rates might be higher, the time saved filtering out unsuitable candidates could be worthwhile. Referrals offer another effective method to connect with trustworthy performers. If you lack entrepreneurial acquaintances, Join communities on platforms like Slack channels or Facebook groups, where founders share resources and request recommendations. It's important to realize that employing freelancers through these channels implies that you're tapping into the same talent pool accessed by other companies. If the volume of work available is considerable, attracting top talent to your project could prove challenging. Consequently, you might need to offer a higher payment or more flexible work schedule. Lastly, you could consider hiring through an agency. This option could be beneficial when striving to create your first market-worthy product. Keep in mind that the agency fee would be incorporated into the freelancer's rate, making this a costlier long-term solution. Therefore, before opting for an agency, invest time in researching reviews and communicating with their employees. Part four, finding investors revolves more around your persona than your product. When Wilson initiated her entrepreneurial journey, 
she was a 19-year-old college student who conceived the idea for an online newspaper titled Be Now, an acronym for Black News Our Way. When she shared her vision with her professor, Dr. Leonard Moore, he was immensely inspired and instantly wrote her a check for $150, enabling her to file an LLC. At that moment, Wilson was unaware that she had just secured her first investor. Even though Wilson relied on bootstrapping for B Now and her first formal venture, Solid Ground Innovations, the experience with Dr. Moore made her realize an important fact. Establishing connections forms a fundamental aspect of raising funds. The central takeaway here is, finding investors revolves more around your persona than your product. If the realization of your product involves a team, attracting investors often becomes a necessity. You might have sufficient funds to develop your product, but you might be reluctant to shoulder the entire financial risk. Unless your startup is the talk of the town, fundraising can be an arduous journey. However, this doesn't imply that attaining the requisite funds is unachievable. You simply need to adopt a tactical approach. Start by fostering connections long before the need for capital arises. This could be challenging if you're not situated in a primary startup hub such as Silicon Valley. Nevertheless, don't underestimate your local network, irrespective of your location. Private investors, commonly referred to as angel investors, exist in nearly all cities. Once Wilson had established a proof of concept for Resilia, she started networking with investors in her home state of Louisiana. Through the relationships she nurtured, she managed to raise $400,000. Your ideal first investor is akin to Dr. Moore's role in Wilson's journey, someone who has unwavering faith in your capability to transform your exceptional idea into a successful product or service. They would trust your determination to steer your company towards success. If you lack connections with prospective investors, seize opportunities to engage with individuals who might be intrigued by your concept. Cultivate relationships with these individuals, boosting their confidence in you. Concentrate on promoting yourself, not your idea. Bear in mind that countless individuals possess remarkable ideas. Your task is to convince potential investors that you're the perfect founder to support. The subsequent section will delve into how to approach investors to attain the desired outcome. Part 5. Narrate your journey to captivate potential investors. When Wilson expressed her idea for Be Now to her college professor, she was essentially narrating a story. As a young African-American woman residing in Louisiana, Wilson encountered multiple obstacles. Her vision for Be Now aimed at uniting students from two disparate communities, those from Southern University, an historically black educational institution, and those from the predominantly Caucasian Louisiana State University, which provided Wilson with a full Pell Grant. Stories possess a unique potential to pique listeners' curiosity and prompt them to act. In Wilson's situation, Dr. Moore desired to assist her by financing the legal incorporation of her business. By meticulously crafting the narrative of your entrepreneurial odyssey, you can tap into this potential to secure the seed funding you require. The essential insight here is, narrate your journey to captivate potential investors.
before reaching out to prospective angel investors, devise an engaging narrative to inspire them to invest. Your story should unveil the problem you've identified, such as the lack of diverse perspectives in news reporting, and demonstrate why you are uniquely suited to furnish a solution. Rehearse your story to perfection, ensuring to maintain authenticity. While seeking funds for Resilia, Wilson realized that incorporating her personal experiences into the narrative was influential. Her solution resolved a problem she had personally encountered, implying she comprehended her prospective customers' requirements. An existing relationship with the person you're approaching is a valuable asset. If they recognize your passion for the domain your new venture aims to facilitate, they'll be confident in your ability to devise a feasible solution. If they perceive you as a competent leader, they'll trust your capability to guide a team through the ups and downs inevitable in a nascent company's journey. If these attributes coalesce in you, your investors will perceive your potential as a founder. Allow the type of relationship you share with a potential investor to direct your approach. A personal meeting might yield a more positive response from a close relative, whereas a call and subsequent email might be more suitable for an ex-college mate. If the person you're reaching out to has never been an investor, clarify the risk by informing them that they might lose their investment. This is crucial for managing the expectations of family members who decide to invest. Part 6. Consider the actual costs of every pitching opportunity. Competitions like TechCrunch Disrupt, where early-stage founders present their startups to investors, often garner a considerable amount of buzz. Winning such events not only enhances your reputation, but also lands you the capital you need to construct your product or recruit indispensable team members. However, participating in these events isn't free. Wilson, when she attended her initial pitch competition in upstate New York, had to bear her travel costs from Louisiana, as well as accommodation expenses. Moments before her pitch, she was rattled by some last-minute feedback an investor provided, leading her to botch up her presentation. The entire experience ended up being a fiasco that wasn't worth the time and money she invested. The key takeaway here is, consider the actual costs of every pitching opportunity. You might deliver an impeccable pitch but still not end up winning. Wilson underwent this experience when she attended her second pitch contest, this time in her home state. The winner of this event was determined by audience votes, not a panel of judges. Despite her faultless performance, Wilson didn't win. She later discovered that the victor was a professor who had promised extra credits to his students if they attended the event and voted for him. In terms of securing early-stage funds, accelerator programs can be effective substitutes for pitch competitions. Typically running for three months, these programs provide founders with funding of around $100,000 to expedite their startup's growth. Founders also benefit from the guidance of advisors with diverse expertise and gain opportunities to expand their network. Participation in accelerators involves a cost, but not an upfront one. In return for their involvement, entrepreneurs must surrender 5 to 8% of equity to the organizers. They'll claim that this figure is non-negotiable, but Wilson discovered that you can quietly negotiate to reduce this percentage behind closed doors. Enrolling in an accelerator can also assist you in securing other investors. 
Often, the organizers will host a demo day at the program's conclusion to introduce startups to angel investors. Even if you don't obtain funding on demo day, it'll impel you to prepare all the materials necessary for your pitch, enabling you to approach other investors after the program concludes. Part 7. The real game changer for a company's success is repeatable revenue. While it's easy to get captivated by the glitz and allure of the sales arena, whining and dining, prospective clients, sealing deals, and celebrating big wins, the true secret to your early business success isn't as glamorous. It comes down to a more mundane, yet critical process. The most pivotal need for your product or service at the outset is a steady, predictable income. It's crucial to understand that procedure X will result in sales result Y. By replicating this procedure, you generate a consistent cash flow, which enables you to strategically reinvest your revenue to expand your enterprise. The core insight here is the real game changer for a company's success is repeatable revenue. Repeatable revenue comprises three components, lead generation, effective customer targeting, and conversion tracking. Assign your sales team members to either generate critical new business leads or pitch your product to prospective clients and finalize the deal. After perfecting your sales process, document it and distribute it among your team to ensure everyone adheres to it. Next, construct a detailed profile of your ideal customer and compile a list of individuals who meet this criteria. If your potential customer is an employee of a company, such as an HR manager, contact the reception and ask for their name and email address. You can then email the person, citing that their colleague, person A, referred you to them, establishing a personal connection. After making the connection, schedule a live call. Inquire about your new contact's objectives and guide them towards realizing how your product can satisfy their needs. This instills a belief in your vision, significantly facilitating the deal-closing process. Contact marketing, a technique that combines research with personalization, is another strategy to reach high-ranking executives surrounded by gatekeepers, such as CEOs. Identify your target and peruse the articles they've posted on their LinkedIn profile, searching for personal details like hobbies. Following this, devise an inventive method to reach out to them using this information. For instance, sending them an autographed copy of a book by their favorite author. This fosters a rapport that could potentially lead to future sales. Irrespective of your strategy, ensure that you maintain a comprehensive record of each interaction you have with a prospective customer. This will let you track your conversion rate and assess the effectiveness of your sales strategies. Part 8. Maintaining composure is key when navigating future fundraising efforts. When your business operation is humming along smoothly and your product or service has captured the hearts of customers, you're primed for your Series A funding round. This phrase refers to a startup's initial instance of venture capital financing, named after the category of stocks sold to investors in exchange for their capital input. The amount accumulated through a Series A round varies contingent on the enterprise and its specific needs. While the notion of raising as much money as possible might seem enticing, it's not always the best route. Instead, focusing on the funds necessary to hit your next substantial company milestone 
is a wiser approach. Here's the crucial message. Maintaining composure is key when navigating future fundraising efforts. When Wilson geared up to secure Series A funding for Resilia, she set her sights on $8 million. Thanks to her previous round of seed funding, she had current investors ready to vouch for her competence as a founder, making her a desirable prospect for potential investors. Her prior fundraising campaign had granted her valuable insights on how to successfully amass $8 million. She had a lucid understanding of the resources required to elevate Resilia, and she was adept at thoroughly prepping her pitch. This included ensuring she was equipped to confidently answer any query an investor might pose. To ready yourself for Series A funding, start by identifying your company's primary traits, a viable business model, scalability, adaptability, and market traction. Confirm that you can demonstrate that despite generating revenue, your business requires a fresh injection of capital to scale new heights. Next, assess whether the timing is right to launch your campaign. Wilson once misstepped by starting her campaign in October, just before holiday season. This made it challenging to reach out to people resulting in wasted time, enlisting the help of legal counsel to ensure your deal terms are beneficial to you can be instrumental. It's likely that you won't be soliciting investments from familiar faces this time around, so negotiations might not be as amicable as during your seed funding round. You need to prevent being exploited. Lastly, treat investing akin to a marriage. Don't just accept an offer because it's available. Since you'll be entering a long-term relationship with your investors, consider whether each proposal is a suitable match. Final summary. The central idea here is this. Constructing a business from scratch involves numerous considerations. Initially, you'll have to choose between seeking investors or bootstrapping using your current resources. Following that, talent acquisition becomes essential, which may include onboarding freelancers. As your product or service becomes market-ready, your attention should pivot towards sales, identifying potential customers and nurturing relationships to secure sustainable business. Although the journey might be challenging, prudent business decisions can pave the way for your success. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.